Hi, it's Sharon with the Fine Tune Podcast. Today, we are going to have an episode with no intro and no outro. This podcast is called Timing, and there's a very specific reason for that. And it's also why we will not have any entertaining music going in or out of this episode. So bear with me. Moving forward, you'll have nice, fun things to tickle your ears, but today we'll have silence when we start and when we end. For all the times a voice wasn't heard, all the times justice wasn't served. Okay. This episode is called Timing. Do you ever have that feeling when you must rush from one place to the other and you're watching the clock and you're thinking about what excuse you're going to make when you get there? Why are you late? You know that feeling? That feeling of anxiety? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or do you feel something different when you're worried about if you're going to arrive on time? Is everything going to line up exactly the way it should so you can make it to your destination without any mishap? Or do you get lost in the wondering of how it's going to play out? But wait, then you realize you're going to make it on time and you have this incredible weight lifted off of you like everything is somehow right with the world because you're going to make it on time. Do you know that feeling? Timing is everything in so many ways, in so many areas of our lives. I know for me personally, when I'm running late, or I think I am, and then I realize the traffic's not as bad as I thought it would be, or the lights aren't as red as I thought they would be, and I'm going to make it on time. Not even just on time, but a couple of minutes early. I feel so good because that is so right, you know, because it feels good to be good, no matter what this world tries to tell us, no matter what people try to say to themselves, the truth is, it feels good to be good. That's the truth. Being on time, having a bill paid on time, receiving an award at a time when you really need it, or having a role like Esther did to save her people from extermination as she fulfilled the timeless quote, for such a time as this, by standing up for what's right at just the right time. Timing is everything. But what about the flip side of that coin? Timing, like most things, works both ways, doesn't it? For or against your favor. Let's go from one extreme to another. Hitler's timing consisted of spinning an entire country into a twisted mindset of moral debauchery that led to a time of horror and genocide. Fast forward, after Hitler's defeat, the timing led to Israel being given a large track of their lands back, which is now current Israel. Martin Luther King's timing of, I have a dream, yet he did not get to see his dream realized. 
someone took his time away from him. But he, Dr. King, took every opportunity to see the time he did have. And we should all take a lesson from him. What time he did live, he lived to the fullest with honor and integrity. So, what about when you don't? When you've taken too long and when you know you should have already spoken and you haven't and others have spoken for you when you should have and now it's too late. It becomes too late for you to do so. Literally, timing affects every area of existence on this third rock from the sun. And even there, we see timing. Like every year, we celebrate our birthday. We have effectively taken a trip that same, around that same sun. We are floating two rocks away from. Just think about the implications of timing. I mean, seriously, every area of your life. In baking, we can overcook, we can undercook. Aging, somebody can be too young, immature, too old. And this isn't even just a people thing. Think about wine. Wine requires the right amount of time for it to reach its fullest maturity, right? Curing requires the right amount of time. A refiner's fire requires the right amount of time. In curing, we're talking about vessels, right? So, of course, a kiln. When we talk about baking vessels, it requires the right amount of time. Let's do the fine-tuned thing and look at the etymology of that word, shall we? So, on a more practical and literal timing, like a seed to a seedling, to a plant or a pregnancy, okay? Timing, chronos, is a noun. It means the choice, judgment, or control of when something should be done. So, for clarity, the use of chronos, we can tell from the sound of the word that it stems from Greek origins. However, according to etymology online, chronos, and this is C-H-R, before vowels, C-H-R-O-N, a word forming element, meaning time, from Latinized form of the Greek K-H-R, as in the god of time in Greek mythology, that's more of a defined time like a lifetime or a season or a while, longer periods. So the change from the Greek spelling with the K-H to our current use of it, which is Latinized, that when that actually took place, we're not really sure. But we do know that the Old English tema, or the Germanic origin, is related to tides. It's another favorable word of mine that we'll visit some other time on a future podcast. But this is superseded by temporal senses. So now we're looking at shorter time periods, like the tides. So the earliest of the current verb senses that we use this word dating from the late Middle English is to do something at a particular moment. And that, my friends, is Oxford language's definition of the word time. So from all the way back to the Greek, up to Latin, into the Germanic, into now, we can see that we have 
multiple time periods for one word. Up a little bit, come into the mid-13th century, a happening. We're still in nouns, but it takes on a verb form because it's a happening, right? Come up into the 1590s, it's a noting or recording, so it's back into a noun. 1915, a coordination of moving parts in a machinery, and that is provided by Etymology Online. So, all of that to say, there is an action occurring. So while it is used as a noun, could you hear all the action? Sounds like a lot is happening. There's always something going on. It's an action word, whether it's a noun or a verb, there's action, something is being done. Let's go back to seeds. Even the act of planting a seed itself requires action, right? When we think about the process a seed must go through in order for the seed to produce a seedling that will grow into a plant, there's an action. Something is growing just like a pregnancy. Time is required for this to occur. Time to water, time to absorb nutrients, etc. The seed analogy is what must happen to the seed before it can grow. Do you know what the most fascinating part of the seed analogy is? I'm guessing many of you know the answer, but for those who may not, a seed must fall to the ground and die before it can grow. Now that just sounds mind-boggling, doesn't it? And this can be applied to the timing of suffering. We'll go into that more during the suffering podcast, but there's still timing involved in that process. So as we've seen with timing, there's good and bad, positive and negative, yet there is a process involved and that really matters. For example, you're in the middle of a not so great day or a really, really bad day and you run across a post that inspires you for exactly what you need at that exact moment and it speaks right to you right in the moment that you're going through it, that's perfect timing. Who doesn't love to be that person in that moment? Or you're reading a quote or a meme or even opening a yearly devotion where you have no idea what's in store from day to day, yet it speaks directly to you like the author is sitting right beside you on the couch reading your mail, right? I know you've experienced that in your life at some point, probably more than once. My oldest son, Joey, once aspired to be a comedian for a speed of light moment and helping him understand how the punchline of a joke or when something was no longer funny was quite interesting when he was a child because, you know, the whole comic timing thing. So having to get him to hear me when I said the difference between a roaring room of laughter and hearing a pin drop in the Apollo was a little difficult for a kid to understand. But even there is an example of timing, right? So the biggest takeaway in that example is that applying this to the most important element is God's timing. And God's timing is not always our timing because his ways are not our ways. As his word says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. 
the timing and length of our detours in life. It's a great quote, guys. So listen up, because this is from Dr. Tony Evans in his personal development devotion. Are often dependent upon our personal choices and growth. God may have short detours planned for us, but we may make it longer through our hard-headedness, stubbornness, resentment, or immaturity and doubt. I've been that person. I don't even know how many times. I don't even want to count. Are you on a detour? Are you on the plan you have for your life? What are you not doing that you should be doing? Is there something you should say? A person you should see? A thing you're supposed to invent or create? So that was the original almost end of this podcast. And this dialogue was typed, finished, and ready for recording. The only thing missing was the mixing of the intro and outro music for this podcast, but timing. Not one word of what I'm about to share had been said, nor did an inkling of a fragment enter the atmosphere of thought formation to do so until, well, the right time. That time was today. Way after this was originally written, months after it was originally planned, and weeks after it was originally finished. Again, this isn't about my timing. My timing is terrible. Ask those closest to me. In fact, in all transparency, it has taken me 26 years to speak of this publicly. Let me preface such a momentous occasion with inspiration from Matt Chandler. He quotes an excerpt from Galatians, but when the fullness of time had come, then he pauses and states his position as a huge proponent at reading your Bible slowly and carefully rather than ton of it fast so that you don't blow past something as significant as that one statement talking about the coming of Christ because you don't want to regurgitate. I don't want to regurgitate his message. I don't want to butcher it. I recommend you go watch it. And I have the tendency to bunny trail. So we'll lose all kinds of time if we do that. So it's redemption, every angle, check it out. The point here and the point he was making, life has meaning. All life has meaning. Time is valuable. All life has meaning. And that is what I want you to take away from what I'm about to share. We have free will. God is a gentleman. He does not control our will. He is not a man that he should lie, but he will not leave us either. I have been silent. I have not stood up for the rights of women placed in the situation of rape and facing pregnancy. I have not advocated for women like myself or children like my daughter. For 26 years, I hid in shame. 19 years ago, I tried to find closure under the advice of an unhealthy person that caused more harm than good and allowed that perpetrator into my life and my daughter's life and dealt with mental and emotional abuse over the last two decades because of it in silence. It has made me sick. It has caused me to be someone I wasn't. Today, I am no longer that person. Yesterday, due to no involvement of my own, I did not seek this opportunity. It came to me. I was asked to stand up and speak on behalf of women like me and children like my daughter. And in all transparency, 
I have suffered under such ridicule and persecution from this trauma that I have been riddled with fear about it until I remembered whose I was. I remembered who went before me, and I remembered to think of all the voices that couldn't speak for themselves. I recalled the words of my daughter when she found out how she was conceived. With tears in her eyes, she simply said, Thank you for giving me a chance at life. Are you kidding me? I just told her in the gentlest way possible after years of trying that she was conceived in one of the worst ways possible. And that was her response. Whew. Back to timing. Had I not received a phone call and text requesting my present presence, I'm sorry, at the South Carolina Medical Affairs Committee hearing yesterday, you may never have heard that story. I probably would have continued to stay hidden with all of the other millions of voices that continue to never see justice buried in shame under decades of shame while the rapists freely walk, living their lives like nothing has happened, like they've done nothing wrong. That is for another story. What I do know is timing is everything. And there is without question a time when the mother bird pushes her bird out of the nest, right? This was daddy God's way of pushing this baby bird out of hiding in mine. I am out of the nest. In closing, layer that last most important element of God's timing with this. Time moves without us, whether we are participants or not. So, as you've invested time in listening into these words, now it's time to invest in going. Time is valuable, priceless, and a commodity you cannot buy. You can't get it back once it's gone. I sit in that in this moment, and it's a gift. So if you know you have a purpose that you are not fulfilling, hear me now. Please don't waste any more of it. It's time.